0: Go back to Mark chapter 11, uh, the gospel of Mark, the 11th chapter, and um, we may comment on some of the previous verses, but let's just, for sake of time tonight, jump in at verse number 22. So Mark chapter 11, verse number 22, we've been teaching from this passage now for some weeks and um, we're calling it the greatest faith lesson ever taught. And we said it's the greatest faith lesson ever taught, number one, because Jesus taught it. Um, and, but number two, it's, it's because it was a practical lesson. He was showing us how to use our faith, not just telling us about faith, but he was demonstrating faith for us. We, we, we said that it was an object lesson. Amen. And I remember, uh, my days in school, uh, I love the object lessons. Uh, uh, my daughter Bethany teaches biology and, and, um, you know, some of her favorite class days are the days that her classes go to the laboratory. Amen. That's where they're going to get out of the book and and put on some goggles and some gloves and do some experiments, amen. And they're gonna learn by doing and by by witnessing. And and that was exactly what Jesus did. He took his disciples to the laboratory of life and and he demonstrated for them uh, how faith works um, and what it can produce and and how to use it, amen. And and of course, it was recorded for us uh, to learn from as well. So Mark chapter 11, uh, verse 22. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. And then verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. There's one word in verse 24 that's used more than all the others, and that's the word you. You. Amen, um, and, and that's uh, of course for us to personalize this and understand that Jesus was, was not just showing us what he could do by faith, but he was showing us what all of us, what you could do, what I could do, what we could do by faith, amen. And that's really, really important. In other words, if we just look at this to be impressed by what Jesus could do, we've missed the lesson. So for those of you who are familiar with the passage, the day before when Jesus was entering into town, he drew his disciples' attention to a fig tree, and then he spoke these words to that fig tree. He said, let no man eat fruit from you ever again. And then he walked on. So obviously they're looking at one another, and, and even to this day there's a lot of mystery surrounded you know, why Jesus said this. And I believe if for no other reason, and, and perhaps there are other reasons, but if for no other reason, Jesus did it to get our attention, to get their attention, Right? So the next morning, when they're coming back past the fig tree, the tree that Jesus spoke to the day before had withered up from the roots and was dead. And of course the disciples were amazed. And in that moment of of shock and awe, in that moment of amazement, Jesus says, have faith in God, right? Let's go back to it. Um, They marvel saying, I went too far. They marvel saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith, this is from, uh, I jumped to Matthew's version, excuse me on that. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? So he left Mark and went to Matthew. If I skipped there, I didn't announce that, all right? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, But also, if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. All right? So we asked the question last Wednesday evening. I'll ask it again tonight. How could Jesus make our inclusion in this any more clear? I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. All right. Let's turn now to Romans chapter 4, Romans the fourth chapter. We are, um, we're going to step away uh, briefly tonight from the things we've been looking at in uh, Mark 11 and uh, Matthew 17, Matthew 21, and we're going to add to our study some other very important verses on the subject of faith, okay? Now, it's been a few weeks since I've asked you, so I'm gonna ask you again tonight. Matter of fact, I'm gonna challenge you tonight, okay? You like to be challenged? Here's your challenge, right? Um, Send your faith out into the field to work for you. Um, What is your faith working to produce in your life tonight while you sit here in this air-conditioned room Having your faith fed and hopefully increased uh, by the time you leave. In other words, what is, what is your faith? Jesus taught us that faith was a servant. You were created by God to solve problems by faith. Amen. And, and so what have you released your faith um, towards or, or upon to begin to, to, to work and produce in your life? Amen. All right. Now, let's learn some more about it tonight. Romans chapter 4. And uh, verse uh, number 16, Romans 4 and 16. It says, Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the Father of us all. Now, I wanna go ahead and read um, the next two verses to you, but we're probably gonna just mainly focus on verse 16. But verse 17 says, As it is written, and this is God speaking to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Amen. This is how faith, He's giving us more insight into how we operate in faith, how we develop and use and release the measure of faith that, that each one of us has been given. And so what did God do? God gives life to the dead and He calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who, contrary to hope, In hope believed, this is speaking of Abraham again now, when everything was hopeless, he had hope. Why? Because he believed something. He believed something. And because he believed he received something, even though he did not have it in his possession yet, that belief generated a confident expectation, that's what hope means, that he would soon receive what it is that he's believed he's received already are you following me tonight in hope believe so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be so again let me comment on this briefly and then we'll get back up to that first part what did what did God promise Abraham God promised Abraham I have made you the father of many nations I have made you the father of many nations there was a woman who came to Jesus and She had a spirit of infirmity, the Bible says. That doesn't show up on a blood test. Okay? It was a spiritual cause producing a physical effect. And the Bible says that she was bent over at the waist and could not straighten herself up and had been in that condition for 18 years. And when Jesus went to minister healing to her, Deliverance to her. This is, the. anybody remember the first words out of his mouth? Woman, you are loosed. Right? Woman, you are loosed. (coughs) And then what did he do? Then he laid hands on her and ministered healing and deliverance to her. But notice Jesus did not say, Woman, you're going to be loosed. He didn't say you're gonna be, he said you are. He said she was before she stood up straight. He said she was healed while she was still bent over. He said she was healed while she was still bound and and, and, and she's loosed while she was still presenting the evidence of being bound. Are you understand what I'm saying? Jesus didn't say, well, I want to pray for you and, and, and hopefully something will happen here. No, 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 no. See, that's not... He noticed the, 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 the verbiage. Notice how he operated here. Because he set an example for us. He said, woman, you're loosed. And what is she doing, right? She's been over like this, probably looking at him like that, right? Woman, you are loosed. He laid hands on her. And received what he already believed and spoke right before are you seeing the pattern here are you seeing the pattern here Jesus wasn't like well you know we'll see if this works no no wasn't his attitude it wasn't what was in his heart all right so let's take it back to Abraham Abraham struggled with this for a lot of years because God said notice verse 17 I have made you a father of many nations or, if I could say it this way, God said to Abraham, Abraham, you're the father of many nations. How many children do you have at this point? Zero. What is God doing? <coughs> he's calling things that be not as though they were. He's operating, he's releasing the word of God that's necessary to activate Abraham's faith so he can receive this promise. So, notice. Eventually, Abraham realized God didn't say, you're going to be healed. He didn't say, you're going to be loosed. He didn't say, one day you're going to be the father of many nations. God said, you are. And he believed he was before there was any evidence to support what he believed. He believed he received and then possessed what he believed. But when he believed, he received it. When he changed his name to Father of many nations before he was the Father of one, when he made that transition, he entered into hope. And there was no other reason for him to have hope other than what he believed. Are you seeing this? All right, now, let's go back up and we'll spend the rest of our time together this evening in verse number 16 because it's a really important verse because it answers... I think some very important questions. And I'm going to ask you, please, um, man, just, I've been praying this afternoon, I hope that you've been praying this afternoon, that the Holy Spirit will help us connect with some things and see some things in a way that we've never seen them before tonight. In verse 16 of Romans chapter 4, I've got it back up on the screen. It says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Now, when we start talking about faith, faith is a a word that's used in many different ways. Uh, It's it's thrown around a lot by people who really don't know what it means. (coughs) Excuse me, I got a little tickle in my throat. I am loosed, amen. I received that, Brother Joe Scully. (laughs) Some years ago, we were partaking of communion on a, this is what's reminding me of this, on a Sunday morning. And um, I had chewed up the wafer and then went to pray over the cup. And that wafer got lodged in my throat and y'all, I have to get Sister Pam to act it out for you one day because she can, she can have my children in the floor laughing. But it went something like, "We take the, you know," so they were like, "Somebody come need, need to do the Heimlich maneuver on him or something here, so we can have this communion." So, Amen. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace. So, what we were saying is, the word faith is 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 misused. It, it's and that's that's a strategy from the enemy he wants to water it down where it has all kinds of meanings and it means different things to different people and you just got to have faith and blah, blah 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 and and so that it really doesn't pack any kind of punch and it really doesn't carry with it much of any meaning and 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 it's really vague and it's really thin and shallow and listen that is that is not what father intended when it comes to this subject of faith, faith is not thin, faith is not shallow, it is, it is an extremely important uh, spiritual gift and substance that you've been given um, that Father intends for us to develop and use. Remember, you receive from God by faith, you can't please Him apart from faith, you overcome temptation by faith, you overcome all the evil and darkness that's in this world by faith, and we just go on and on and on, you know, talking about what faith it was meant to accomplish and produce and, 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 and you know how it's to function in our lives. And so, when he says that it's of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, what, what I want us to first of all begin to understand is that, and I'll put it up on the screen, any means of access other than faith takes grace off the table and replaces it with whatever that means can earn you. All right, now let's, let's just dive in right in here tonight. Father God desires to operate with you and with me on a grace basis. One of the ways that I explain what that means is He wants to take you out of a system that gives you what you deserve. He wants to take you out of a system that's based upon what you can earn and move you into a system that's based upon what He desires for you to have. Out of the one where you get what you deserve into His system where he can give you what he desires for you to have. That's what grace is. Grace is unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor. Boy, the enemy, he doesn't like this message, does he? That's all right. We're going to keep going, right? You still with me? Amen. Nothing but love, all right? So I get louder, man. I get louder than the rain. Amen. And if I need louder still, Greg can help me with that. Praise God in the sound booth. Amen. So again... He wants to take you out of a system that's based upon what you can earn and what you deserve into a system where He can give you what, you, what He desires for you to have. And we can't, we can't have it both ways. We, we, can't, we can't have what God desires to give us if we're going to try to earn it. If, if we're going to have this mindset that we deserve it. That, that somehow, you know, because we've been so self-righteous and, and, and we've done this, and, and, and now, you know, we, we, we deserve it. No, see, again, that's, that's the Old Testament system. And that system said, if you obeyed, you were blessed, but if you disobeyed, you were cursed. And so, chapter 4 begins by explaining what Abraham learned about Faith. And what he learned about faith is that if it's something you've earned and think you deserve, then it's not a gift, but it's a paycheck. It's compensation. It's, it's wages that you have earned. If you get paid on Friday, amen, it's because you've worked 40 hours that week or whatever. And your boss owes you that money. You've worked 40 hours. Let's say you worked 40 hours and he agreed, agreed to pay you $30 an hour. Well, come Friday evening, he owes you $1,200. Are you seeing this? It's because you worked for it, you earned it, and now you deserve that money based upon the agreement. But what happens when we bring, when we, when we try to take that same approach into our uh, understanding of God and, and, and operating by faith, again, it's not based on what you've, what you can earn or what you deserve. You don't want, let me just say this, you do not want, I do not want what I deserve. You need to be really, really careful about talking about what you deserve. Amen? we deserve to die a miserable death at an early age and spend the rest of our eternity in a devil's hell that's what we deserve amen but father didn't want you to die Amen. he wants you to live and he don't want you to just survive he wants you to thrive and he doesn't want you to just barely get by he wants you to have more than enough he wants you to operate in abundance but see again we don't deserve that so Father says, you know what, I'm going to take them out of a system based upon what they can earn and deserve and move them into a system where I can give to them what I desire for them to have. So that means, though, listen to me, He's going to have to take you out of a works-based, performance-based system into a faith-based, grace-based system. And that's what He's talking about here in Romans chapter 4 in verse number 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Now, I want to just think with me here for a moment. The world's system of showing favor is based upon all kinds of things. Think about it for a moment. and, and And unfortunately, that's the system that we've learned from. And you can't make the mistake of thinking God's system of faith and grace works like the walls system of, of extending favor, of, of, of handing out and, and, and giving out, um, you know, benefits or what have you. So let me, you, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about here. The walls system of showing favor is based upon things like, are you ready? Good looks, charm. Amen, am I right about it? The wise system of showing favor is based upon things like gender. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's right by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, it's a proven fact that in our country, men have more advantages and make more money and get paid more money for doing the same job that their female counterparts do. Am I right about it? You know I'm right about it. Some of you women should have just said amen or owe me one. So the world system shows uh, favor based upon uh, things like good works, good looks, gender. I wish it wasn't true, but everybody in this room knows it is. Race. Race. Some races of people have more advantages in our world today than other races of people and that flip-flops from country to country. How about social connections? Anybody ever benefited from it's not what you know who you know? I have. I have. I've, I've gotten more than one job over the years because of who I knew. And they put in a good word for me. And they vouched for me. I'm not saying that's sinful. Again, that's how the world's system works. Social connections. Things like education, experience, age. All, All of these things, right, are things the world uses to decide who gets what and when. You going to stay with me for a minute? See, in the world system, I said the world system, the world system also considers the factor of need. Of need. In other words, we're going to give it to who needs it more. Not every time, but there are situations, right? Where someone needs it more. Some of you probably in here have stories where you were up for a promotion, but because you were a single man, the promotion was given to a married man who had three children, because he needed it more than you did. Am I right about it? And you're supposed to grin and bear it and be a good American and a good Christian and and all that other stuff, right? Because, again, he just needed it more. Some of you probably have have experienced things in your families or know someone in in your families where parents gave more to their children who were in need and perhaps even were squandering their money and opportunities, but didn't give to, to uh, their other t- children who were more responsible with their money and <clears throat> their things, right? Because surely Susie will understand that Johnny needed it more. I'm not trying to shock you tonight, but listen to me. That is not how God's system works. See, we think it does. We think that whoever really is in need, God should be moved by that need, and he should move them to the head of the line, and he should take care of them first. Again, see, you've just stepped out of a system of grace, and you've stepped back into a system, not what he desires for you to have. You just move back into a system of what you deserve. He's trying to get you out of a system of what you deserve into a system of what He desires for you to have. You can't have it both ways. But see, we just because we've been so indoctrinated by the world system, we think if somebody is really in need, then God ought to do it for them because of their need. He doesn't respond to need. He responds to faith. I'm hollering now. It's, faith. it's either faith or it's nothing. If it, let's go back to this. Let's go back to it. Any means of access other than faith takes grace off the table and replaces it with whatever that means can earn you. So if it's... If it's Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace. If it's not of faith... If it's not based upon what you can believe God for, then it has to be based upon what God owes you. He is not going to be indebted to any man. He will freely give you all things, but he will owe you nothing. But we keep trying to make him owe us something. Because we had people praying in 17 states. God owed us a miracle and he didn't come through. It's not faith. Your confidence is not in what he said. Your confidence is in a thousand people praying that you don't even know their names. You follow what I'm saying here, right? Our faith isn't in prayer. Our faith is in God. That's why Jesus said, do not think your prayer will be answered because of the use of many words. Right? But see, notice how that's a subtle version of, because we've had a lot of people praying, you owe us, God. We deserve it. You don't want what you deserve. But if you're going to insist on something other than faith by grace, you're going to, it's, going to, it's going to automatically move you back into that system. How, you ever heard this one? Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. You ever been in a situation where favor were given to people who complained all the time? On your job, they complained and complained and complained, so they got the better vehicle, they got the better desk, they got the better office, all this other stuff, and you're out working them two to one? Notice again, <clears throat> because somebody's all-time griping, all-time complaining, now, you know, they're manipulating management into trying to appease them and keep them satisfied, and, and now all of a sudden they're, they're, they're handing out favor, they're handing out grace, based upon this, this factor of, of complaining all the time. Again, it's not based upon need It's not based upon complaining. It's not based upon (laughs) what you've deserved. How many times you've been to church in the last month. How many times you've read the Bible through. How many times you've been to Sunday school. All these things that we think, well I've really tried hard to be good and God owes me something. No, no, no. See, it's not about what you've done. It's about what He's done for you. Faith's Levels the playing field, making access to God's favor based upon our ability to trust Him. It has nothing to do with what you can afford and everything to do with what you are willing to trust and believe Him for. Let me put this same verse up in the Amplified. Romans chapter 4, verse 16, this time in the Amplified. Are you ready? Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it may be given as an act of grace, unmerited favor. Are you ready? I like this next part. To make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants not only to the devotees and adherents to the law, that would be the Jewish people, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham who is thus the father of us all. Maybe some of you got it, maybe some of you didn't. That last part is where we get in on this. I wasn't born a Jewish man. Are you understand what I'm saying? But he's, he's saying that It's now based upon faith so that it can be according to grace and now access to God's favor is available to all the seed, Jew and non-Jew, all those who share the faith of Abraham. I know you see it's right in front of your eyes depends entirely upon faith I know that again I'm stating the obvious but I believe it's one of the most important things the Holy Spirit's trying to say to us tonight depends entirely means it depends on faith and nothing else if something depends entirely on fill in the blank you can't say it depends entirely on faith and also need to bring some cash with you. Are you, you, you? Are you following what I'm saying? If if they only take cash, you just leave your debit card in the car, right? You, are you? In other words, if it's only one thing, it's only one thing. If it depends entirely on one thing, then he's that's to the exclusion of all other things depends entirely means it depends on faith and nothing else why to make it stable and valid and guaranteed to all of us let me give you the same passage from the message translation this is why the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on trusting God and his way and then simply embracing him and what he does God's promise arrives as pure gift That's the only way everyone can be sure to get in on it. Those who keep the religious traditions and those who have never heard of them, excuse me, those who have never heard of them, amen. For Abraham is father of us all. He is not our racial father. That's reading the story backward. He is our faith father. I like the phrase, I like a lot of those phrases, but again, the one that I think he's really emphasizing to us tonight that's the only way everyone can be sure to get in on it. What if, and I'm being silly, what if God said, um, I'm going I'm to make my favor available to people, okay? Um, <clears> okay. <throat> So let's just put everybody's name in a hat to be fair. Well, I mean, that's not fair. That's randomness. My last name is W. Thank God he didn't set up an alphabetical system. I mean, in school, I was like last or next to last, you know. I well, was so glad when we got somebody in our school with last name Z, started with the letter Z. Amen, but, but again, I mean, that's, you know, hey, I mean, just line up alphabetically. Aren't you glad he didn't say first come, first serve while supplies last? Aren't you glad he didn't say, look, just whatever you can negotiate with me on the side, you know? Like some kind of Amazon Prime daily deal or something. You just get an email when he's got a good deal on something that you need, you know? Random. See, no, none of this, right? If it was based upon your looks, if it was based upon your age, if it was based upon... Um, your, your skin color, if it was based upon your education level, if it, if it was based upon how much money you have or don't have, if it was based upon how much you complain or don't complain, if it was based upon you know, how good you've been or, 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 or you know, how good you've not been. See, all of these things that we you know, think are you know, so huge and, and, and who God's going to help and who He's not going to help. No, no, no. See, it's not based on any of that. It's based entirely on faith. All of those things are what we deserve and earn. And if that's the system we're going to buy into, we just moved out of grace back into compensation. So do you see why faith is so important? God says, you know, faith is the only way everyone can be sure to get in on it. You could have been raised in a family that doesn't even believe in God, never went to church, right? But your faith, hearing. I sometimes tell the story about my mother being the only member in her family when she was a little girl getting up and walking to church. All the other members of her family had the same measure of faith given to them that was given to her, right? I'm not trying to say I understand all of this, but... Part of what was going on in my mother's heart is she wanted something better one day when she was a mother and a wife and had children than what she was experiencing as a little girl. And church was was where the Lord led her. I believe she had a grandmother praying for her, a great-grandmother praying for her, those sorts of things. But are you, are you following what I'm saying here? If If it was just based upon, you know, the quality of family that you were raised in, I wouldn't be standing here preaching to you tonight because she wouldn't. And my dad wouldn't have raised us in church to know Jesus. You you, you see what I'm saying? But because it's, it's a faith now, whosoever will. Whoever wants something better can have it. By faith. By faith. Do you realize that the two people that Jesus said had the greatest faith he had ever witnessed Weren't even Jews, much less Bible scholars. One was a Syrophoenician Canaanite woman. Them folks ate children. They sacrificed babies. When Jesus said, we don't give the children's bread to the dogs, he wasn't, he wasn't, all these, you know, people say, well, you know, tongue in cheek, all this other stuff. No, I I don't think so. Jesus like, woman, do you know what kind of people you come from? The other one was a Roman centurion. A a man of war. Tell him how many people he had killed or overseen the slaughter of, right? And yet Jesus marveled. How many of you think if you can get the Son of God to marvel at something, you've done something, right? I mean, if you can get Jesus to step back and go, Shazam, man, look. Guys, are you seeing this? You've just, you've just done something, right? It wasn't how much money they had. That was Zacchaeus, right? That was the rich young. It, wasn't, it was none of that. This, Jesus wasn't impressed because of this man's political position. He wasn't impressed because this, this woman had a child that was in need. All these other, No, no. What impressed him? What moved him? What enabled him to do something for them? Faith. So you would think, well, hold on a second, man. What are these people doing receiving grace from God through Jesus? Matter of fact, if you remember, the centurion said, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. You know, just if you'll speak the word only, I'm not. He wasn't being falsely humble there. He was like, I don't deserve this, Jesus. I do not deserve this. He said, but I recognize that sickness and devils and demons obey you the way soldiers obey me. I I, I recognize that death itself goes when you tell it to go. Just like my servants go when I tell them to go. And so if you'll just say the word, my servant who's grievously tormented will be healed. (laughs) It's faith. We can make all kinds of cases, and I think the Bible wants us to make them. I think Jesus wants us to make them. We can make all kinds of cases that this man didn't deserve it. That's the point. He didn't deserve it, but he humbled himself and he believed. That's the only way everybody can be sure to get in on it. Whether they're a Pharisee, that can quote the Old Testament backwards, or a woman who was raised in some of the most heathen, debased behavior your mind can imagine. That Syrophoenician woman. Amen. Faith. Are you seeing this? See, the devil's told you, man, you done made so many mistakes. God ain't going to do anything for you. We're not in that system anymore. We ain't got to live there anymore, my brother and my sister. Let's come over here into this new system, right? Based entirely on faith. And what your loving Heavenly Father desires for you to have. Amen. Stand with me tonight. Praise God. So i got to give you a couple of things while you're standing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, I'm not... I'm so grateful. I'm not trying to embarrass these men, but Rick Hosmer and Jerry Godwin, Keith Farr, man, they helped me so much today helped me so much today, taking care of stuff around here, cleaning up, cutting grass, sweating. Amen. Lord, I'm so thankful for these men. Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful for anybody that come here on a Wednesday night and let the Holy Spirit speak to them from the Word of God. You have no idea. You have no idea. I know how how much I look forward to this time and it's it's just a tip of the iceberg to how much our Heavenly Father looks forward to us coming together man loving each other loving him worshiping him letting him speak to us teach us some things that make our lives better you know amen amen I never wanna to take advantage of that I never want to take it for granted and I never want to take it keep you too long but let me amen I could have said it twice and already prayed but let me amen what has been given by grace must be received by faith and there is no other way is there any other way to be saved than by faith in the grace no other way to access the grace that'll save and make a man or a woman a completely new creation in christ jesus the only way To tap into that is by faith. You can't give enough money. You can't help enough people across the street, young or old. You You can't do enough, right? Again, because that would be God owing you something. This gift is too precious. Nobody could ever earn it. But He can give it freely. But it's by faith. So that it can be for anyone who will believe. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this time together this evening. Thank you, Lord, for your great love. Thank you, Father, tonight for helping us settle in our hearts once and for all, Lord. That it's by grace through faith. It's by grace through faith. Holy Spirit help us when we start shifting back over into that earning and deserving mindset. Help us to be aware when we think that it's because of what we've done, because of what we've given, because of money that we've helped some No, no, it's not you, any... It's not about that, Father. It's about trusting you and believing you and receiving What you desire for us to have, abundance and no lack, health and healing and soundness and wholeness, wisdom and prosperity, favor. Thank you, Lord, for all of those things multiplying in our lives and then some. In Jesus' name, amen and amen shake somebody's hand hug somebody's neck love somebody in Jesus thank you so much for being here tonight I'll see somebody-